You're listening to The Power of Us on Revolver Podcast. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Power of Us. I am Abel. And I am his wife, Samantha. Samantha? Yes, because Samantha means God heard, or I heard. The oh. one who hears, literally. It means the one who hears. So uh-huh. I'm a good hearer. Oh. It's, that's actually my daughter's name, but I'm... Wait, wait, are you like, are you trying to throw... Are no. Are you trying to throw like a rock or like... No, I don't. You're not going directas, dude. I can't stand people that are doing directas on Instagram. It drives me nuts. So, no, I'm just saying I am a good listener that has nothing to do with what you are. I mean, we're one, babe, like, but we're one. But if I say something about myself, it doesn't automatically like make you worse or, or... But like you're a good listener and like I'm not a good listener? That's not what I said. You see how this happens, people? Like, has that... I said something about me, and somehow it became about you. Well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, the way you said it kind of made me feel like you're saying I'm not a good listener. I was trying to be funny. Oh. I wanted to surprise you by saying my name's Samantha. That because, did surprise me. Because Samantha does mean, Samantha means the one who hears. Right, right, you, right. But the one, capital O. So it's talking about, Samantha means the God that listens. Um. So whatever prayer you're going through, whatever problem you're going through, whatever issue you're going through, just think of Samantha or or just think God listens to me because he does. But that's not the topic of the show. The topic of today's show <laughs> is what do you do when your partner is not listening to God? It was that's So it was like the flip side like God listens to us but sometimes we don't listen to God. Right. And somebody's at the front Someone's door. Somebody's at the front door. Thanks Alexa. I promise we don't plan this stuff. <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys, but I've been in situations where life gets to me. Uh, life probably has gotten to you. And then you kind of stop listening to God. But because life got to me doesn't necessarily mean that life got to you. And it doesn't mean that you stop listening to God. Or better yet, maybe we're just in turmoil. Our life is kind of falling apart. And I stop listening to God. Meanwhile, you start, you keep having faith or vice versa. Yeah, well, I think in, in life, that's how it works out. And, and thank God, God made two of us. Maybe that's why he sends us out in groups of two. Jesus sent out the disciples in groups of two. And maybe that's why marriage is a two-person thing because we're supposed to help each other. So whenever you have a moment when you're not listening to God, hopefully I am. Because I have moments when I don't listen to right. God either. There were whole years when I couldn't listen, to, I, I couldn't hear him anymore. And it was really frustrating for me. But I was going through like Che's death and anger and, and hearing too many voices. Yeah. And for that time, I think you were really on it of like, hey, babe, you're spending too much on JRE as in time. Hey, babe, you got to chill. Like, And maybe you were hearing that from God and I couldn't even see it. So hopefully... The, the thing is, is that when you don't hear from God, hopefully I am. Yeah. But what if you don't even want to hear me? Like, right. what if God speaks through us through so many ways? It could be our kids. God uses Sammy a lot in my life. Yeah. Um, or music or whatever. It can be many ways. But 
what if you don't, it's me. And I'm like, Hey, you know, babe, God said, I don't know. You should tithe. And you're like, ah, no, I don't feel it. Like, then what do you do with that too? Look, I've been a Christian. I've been, I've been Christian or saved or whatever you want to call it for, uh, want to say over over half of my life. Over half of my life, I've known Christ. Over half of my life, I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And in this walk... It's from 28 divided by 2. Like 14. No, even younger than that. 14. I got saved like around 12. Yeah, you were 12, 12. 13. And I've been saved for this long. And even still in this walk, I've had moments in my life, I've, I've had seasons in my life where I have to battle to listen to God, what it is that He wants me to do, where He wants me to go next. Because listening to God in itself, even if you are like, uh, like completely on fire... It's still something delicate that you have to take very serious and mm-hmm. really pay attention to that it's not your head, it's not your mind, mm-hmm. it's not what you want and stuff like that. But like when you're going through something in life, when you're upset because you lost your job, mm-hmm. when things aren't going good in your career or, or, or your dreams and your hopes, when things aren't good in your marriage, when illnesses come into play, mm-hmm. all that stuff, depression, anxiety, fear, anger, all comes into play. Death can come into play. Mm-hmm. It can really take you away from wanting to listen to God. And- or, or even, look... To be able to listen to God, you have to be really in tune with him, I think. Yeah. Give me, because he's speaking. Right. He's always speaking. The The world says that, I mean, the the word says that nature just speaks of God. So, but we have atheists and we have agnostics right. and we have people that are just like, no, no, God exists. So, and I'm not judging or anything. Um, I'm just saying that even as a Christian, like you said, babe, God speaks to us and we, we don't hear. Right. Um... I think you have to be really in tune with the Holy Spirit to be able to hear him. I mean, the the prime example for me when I think of hearing God's voice is Abraham. Right. Abraham was told, get up and walk. All right, cool. Leave your land. Cool. Take your son and and sacrifice him. Oh, he gets up and leaves. Like, there's there's not even any talk back or questions. Which, which is super hard. Right? Super hard. Like I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine it. Like I'm not yeah. even like I can't. And, and we've heard we've heard of people doing that kind of stuff where you just oh get up and move to Montana. Yeah, you know? right. And you're like, wait a minute. Uh, what about Casey's school? Like, I would immediately, you know, doubt, I'm not even going to pretend. Have you a question. Double think for sure. Yeah. You know, and so there's people that have done that, and granted, I'm sure it takes a lot of time. And then there's some people that do do it, and but they're stubborn and they go through it. Either way, they listen to God. But what to me? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just don't want the the the. Go ahead. To me, the the moment where he really listened to God was where his hand is in the air, he's about to stab his child or, or sacrifice him, and God says, stop. Imagine if he wasn't listening to right. God. If he was doing it with anger, like, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice my kid, but oh, this God. And because he's grumbling, he doesn't hear God's word. Right. It had to be really in tune to be midair and hear the stop. Wow, it's so that good. Is what like that is what I want. That's what I'm like... I mean, if I'm on the altar preaching and I'm about to say something because I have it all written down and planned, I want to be in the place where the Holy Spirit can like interrupt me. And and that's my issue, babe. I hate being interrupted. So I'm trying to work on that, on letting my kids interrupt me, on letting you, because I hate it. I'm such a, like an organized person that the Holy Spirit has told me like, there's no room for me to move in your schedule. Wow. That's so good. Yeah, and I completely understand that whole being interrupted thing. Um, I'm the type of person where it's like, okay, I did this. I'm supposed to get this result. If I do this and I get a different result or I get a bad result, I get frustrated to the point where like, I almost want to just throw, throw everything away. Yeah. Um, but what, what is it? Okay, look, 
we're going to be real honest with you. I think in, oh, in this relationship, we've both gone through it. I think in this relationship, Rosie has been more in tune with, with God as far as being able to listen to him. I've always had more of a struggle with it. It's more like a, it's more like I'm looking up at God and I'm touching this thing over here and I'm waiting for him to be like, mm. yes, or I'm waiting to see if I get burned or shocked. And then, and then like, I let go really quick mm. and then I go over here and like, but mm. Rosie has, has done some really cool things in her life where she's like, oh, I just, I went this way because God told me to, and we see it really happen. I've had those a few times in this. And I, and I, me personally, I think it's because she's done a lot more um, understanding. She's had a lot more understanding of the word, and she's had she's got she's gone to Bible school. She graduated summa cum laude. She's amazing for that. <laughs> and I really see that she's really understood how to read her word to the point where she can be closer to God by reading the word because that's the way God speaks to us. Because it's the Holy Spirit that that wrote the word. It's inspired by God, you know, by the Holy Spirit. So. I, I don't, I mean, obviously I'm nowhere like, thank you, baby. You make me sound amazing. But there are, like I said, there are times that I don't hear anything yeah. where I'm, I ask God a question and I'm like, uh, so what do I do? Right. You know, so I've, I've kind of, and, and I've made so many mistakes because I didn't hear God, little mistakes. Like I wore the wrong thing. And then later on, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it looks so right in the moment, but then you see it and you're like, oh, what a dummy. So it, it's not even that some people say like, oh, because women are more sensitive women are more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Even though it sounds nice, I don't want to believe it's true. Right. Because I don't want to believe that God would make you men at an inconvenience. Right. I don't, but I don't know. Maybe that's why we're your helper. But there are men like, like Abraham that hear God's word really in tune. So I don't think it has to do with the sex thing. Knowing the word of God, not necessarily, because there are theologists, theologians that have no Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that, that have... So thank God I know the word, but knowing the word, um, you could just be really studious. Uh, I think it's more, it has to be more where I lose it sometimes, but all I know is that when I'm more connected to God, right. then I hear him. Right. But sometimes I don't even know what that means anymore yeah. because if I get into a schedule of I pray every morning at eight, then it becomes routine right. and routine necessarily doesn't mean connection. Right. So it, you know what I think? Hearing God, like like your Christian walk, is is an adventure, and it can change, and there can be seasons, and 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 we shouldn't um, make rules out of them because yeah. it's in the rules that it becomes dangerous. Right. So what can work for me maybe necessarily doesn't work for you, right. um, and, and and as couples you can't judge that. And I know it's hard because you're like, you know, we've been through it where I'm like, dude, you, you don't um, read the Bible. And God told me one day, who says he, he has to read it the way you do? Right. I'm like, oh, true. I read it at night with some coffee or at a Starbucks. or And God's like, Abel can do it his way. Like, even though I am his wife and we sharpen each other, who am I to judge the way he gets close to God? Mm-hmm. For instance, the way that you pray, I've noticed it since since we first met, you sing while you pray. Like, like there's this, there's no music on. It's just Abel, we're in prayer sessions and you're in tune and you have a melody and I could hear it and it's beautiful and you're praying where me, I could never do that. So I hope you don't judge me. And like, imagine, imagine if your spouse did that to you and said, you ain't praying, right? Cause you ain't singing. You'd be uh, like, get that's me. That's another podcast. That's offensive. Yeah. So, um, and I, just so you know, I'm the one that does that to him and God really checks me on it. Like, let him have his relationship with me the way I made him, the wow. way I wired him. Well, let's get into that as far as like, what are some signs? What are some signs that you aren't 
connected with God? Or how, like, what are some signs from, from your point of view of you're like, oh man, Abel's not connected with God in this season of his life or something's going on between him and God and stuff like that. What have you seen? And, and then I'll let you know what I've seen in my life or, or just how does one know when they're no longer connected with God? I no longer have peace. Wait, that's how, that's how I know that I, yeah. I, I'm talking about me, right? Well, I want to know, like, from your point of view, from being a wife, seeing your spouse, how oh. do you know that they're not connected with God? Or what makes you feel that? What is it that I... they do that makes you begin to worry? Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh. Um, it's just hard to talk about your spouse. And, well, whatever. We're, we've, we've always done this, so why change now? Um, enable, I know that you're not close to God as much when I see the, the old Abel come out. Um, what do you see? He's looking at me, isn't he? <laughs> Our <laughs> Facebook friends could see. Um, uh, you are less patient. Ah. Um, you are less merciful. Um, the able that I know when he's really connected with God um, is very close to Jesus-like actions of like being patient and um, being kind when he's teaching. Um, the able that's close to Jesus um, doesn't let stress get to him so quickly. And I know this because you're the opposite of me in the sense that you are, I get to see my faults with your good, where I'm like, whoa, Rose, you're nowhere as near a good teacher as Abel is because he's more patient. Or um, Abel is so merciful. But then when you're not as close to God, I guess, <sighs> that changes. And I'm like, ooh, homie hasn't prayed in a while because he is a short fuse. Why? Because I know that that's stuff that we battle with. Yeah. I know your battles. I've known you long enough to know most of your battles. So when I see you falling more frequently, because it's not like you're going to be perfect even when you're really close to Jesus, I think you fall less. Yeah. So when I see you falling more frequently with anger or bad words, um, then I know. Wow. Like, why? Because I know what the word says. The word says that the Holy Spirit, that the tongue is so fierce that it can only be um, controlled by a man that is close to the Holy Spirit. It's in James. So James says that the tongue is so difficult to control that you need the Holy Spirit to do it. So when my tongue is loose and I'm like saying bad words really easily, I know it's God's like, Rosie, you're really far away from the Holy Spirit. Wow. So that's how I know it with you. It's depending on that's our daughter sammy <laughs> um it's it's that the holy spirit you're not as connected to him i agree so it's more like your short fuse i agree i definitely agree <clears throat> that's a good point from from your view and i i honestly it is true i guess i know i get in a bad mood and sometimes i sometimes i'm in a bad mood about something else and then i'm just in a bad mood like, yeah, just in a bad because mood. like if you're in a bad mood because you're hungry, that's normal. Yeah. That's human. That's that ain't that he ain't close to the Holy Spirit. You you have to know your spouse too. Everyone gets in a bad mood when they're hungry. Um, you get sexually frustrated, so I know that, right? Um, and that doesn't mean you're not close to the Holy Spirit. So so don't take it all the way. And every time he yeah. gets mad, like don't take it to the extremes. But, like, there's but an, then there's times yeah. when it, it's just frequent. Like I'm just I'm just 
just pee off, uh, PO'd or whatever, pissed off or whatever you want to call it about life and like some wrong, the Amazon package didn't arrive. And so then Sammy comes and asks me to tie her shoe. No, I don't want to tie your shoe. Learn how to tie your damn shoe. You know, that kind of stuff happens. Um, Where and- usually he would have had like a song to go with tying the shoes. Get me? Like- you looping, you swooping, you pull. And it's like, it's yes, you're absolutely right. And that kind of stuff does happen with and me. I, and and then- I want you to know that but because wives, I don't want you to use this against your spouse or vice versa. It's not that you fall the first day. Like it's as if you 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 stepped in a puddle the first day and you never wiped it off, mm. and then the second day it rained again, so you're just muddy, and then you last days without washing your feet, so then it gets into your jeans. It's a it's a process. Falling off, backsliding because you could be a backslidden Christian in yeah. church takes days people don't fall into cheating or fall into drinking again there's a process of like i stop reading my word yeah. stop going to church stop talking to my christian friends they yeah. ask me why i don't go to church i don't answer and you fall 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 back to you're like who cares if i have a drink and then you know it, it's it's all that so don't tell your man just because he got impatient once like hey you ain't close to the spirit it's not that yeah. you have to be wise and say hey baby for about two months you've been a little bit impatient like all the time what can we do like or how do you feel with god and you have to be sensitive and i'm only telling you because i've done it the wrong way that's the only reason i know that it doesn't work if i tell abel you're not a good christian you're a fake that's the worst thing that you could tell your spouse and the reason i know is because god tells me you just pushed him far further away from me um and i don't mean to do that so the question is, what do you do when you're on that side of the court? How do you go about it? How do you help your spouse? And then we're also going to get into some details on how you, as a spouse that's, that's being disconnected from, uh, that's disconnected from God, how do you go about getting back to that, that place where you need to be? And we're going to go into deep into that after the break. Baby, your body has been looking fine. Thank you, baby. I'm on it and I'm not waiting for the new year and neither should you. Start on a better body now with OpenFit. Sculpt your body in the convenience of your own home. No eyes on you. No longer worry about others watching you work out or feel the pressures of your peers at the gym. OpenFit is perfect for all fitness levels. I love that it goes with us everywhere because we are on tour. And if you're on vacation and you're worried that your hotel won't have a gym, you can view it on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and even Roku. OpenFit has changed the way that I work out. And by texting the code POWER to 303030, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text POWER to 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, all the nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text POWER to 303030. Standard data and messages may apply. All right, guys, welcome back. What we are talking about is what do you do when your spouse is disconnected from God? You see them, you're like, "Mm, they're not... They're not doing okay. And I can see that because it's affecting our family. It's affecting mm-hmm. him. I could see it in his attitude, see it in the way he walks, see it in the way he he just like just is present, but he's not present. Mm. Like his body's there, but his mind is somewhere else. That's a good one. You know? And okay, so like let's say you've seen your husband probably like 
quietly get further and further away from God where he just has zero empathy, has is zero emotions towards God and you see him just not spend time with him or you see your husband just upset at God because we, I think as human beings, we get upset. I've gotten upset at God. Have you ever gotten upset at I've, God? I've been I think, God. I think God is not scared at the fact that we can get upset at him for whatever yeah. might happen in our life, whether it might be death, something might not go right, whether you studied really hard, you did something to the max, you were doing it for God and then something went wrong. I mean, anger is an emotion. It's when you stay in anger. It's when you sin in anger. It's when you take action in anger um, that is unhealthy. So uh, sometimes you're like, oh, I shouldn't be mad at God. Well, well, maybe you shouldn't, but let's not pretend that in our human, in our in our in our weakness, we haven't been mad at God. I I've gone to him and said, I'm so mad at you. Yeah. And he's like, finally, we're talking. I know that it took you this long to realize it. So I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying like, don't let your anger separate you from him to where you don't talk to him yeah. or where you feel guilty all day or you think you're a horrible Christian because honestly, we're all bad Christians. There's only one good one and we're all following him. Steve Furtick said that today, which is good. Jesus, you know, was the human that was a good Christian. All of, all of us are just one fall behind him. Um, so it, it, anger happens. But anyway, what we're saying is what do you do when your spouse isn't as close to God. First of all, um, well, to, I'm sorry to start uh, off. What you don't do is you don't tell them that they're not close to God. You don't tell them like reclamandoles. You don't read your Bible enough. It's like Rosie said, you know what that does? That makes them one know, like know what they already know that they're not doing good. Well, okay. Well then that's that a doesn't question. motivate them okay. to want to do it. Just you, know you know that you're far away from God. I think for I think about like maybe like eighty five percent of the time people know when they're getting further and further away from God. Okay, it's very rare. Like, because just to be honest, me as a wife, I don't know when you know, and I'm assuming that the other spouses don't tell the other spouse like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm not into so, that God thing so, right now. It, it's not. I wish conversations like that would come up so I would know when to pray. Get me? I, think, I should be prayed up all the time. I think sometimes but, we put it in cruise control and we just. We stop trying. Right, but you don't tell your spouse. No, you don't tell anybody. Yeah. So, um, hey, maybe that can be a thing. Like, tell your spouse, hey, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not feeling it anymore. It's just stuff like that where, but you're right. I've I've made that mistake and I've pushed Abel further away from reading the word. Yeah, just because sometimes that just, it it does that, you know? Um, But what I'm trying to say is, I guess that's a last resort. But there's so many better ways to motivate the person to get back on a relationship closer to God than they were before. So what is it that you do? You brought up a great one in, in how, to, how to just really motivate them and, and let them make them aware of what's going on. Because there have been times where I'm not doing okay and I'm trying to fake for my family and I'm doing yeah. a pretty bad job of it. Where I'm trying to is, pretend is, to be happy. I'm trying to pretend to be there. But then any moment that I get of downtime, I just go back into this depression or this, this and, sadness. And the thing whatnot. is, is that with family, especially your spouse, you can't fake because we're one. Mm-hmm. We're spiritually connected. So I, I don't know what's going on. I, I can't tell 100%, but I can feel something's going on. So my, all the whole time I'm like asking myself, okay, what is it? Did I do something wrong? Is he tired? Does he need a break? Maybe he's sleepy. So I'm always asking myself these questions 
until it gets to the point of, okay, maybe, you know, maybe he, he's not good with God, but that's why I don't, I try not to say it the first day that I notice something. I study him for at least a week or two to be like, oh, you know, maybe he was just on his period. He was having a few days off. No, or guys don't get periods just in case uh, you guys get, you guys get something where you guys get moody too. Like where you don't get your sandwich and you don't get your sex and you get moody too, homie. So yeah, it's not so, yeah. it's not your period, but it's something. <laughs> um, where, and and sometimes it is just oh, it was just about a few days. It's super hot and he gets moody. With, or, but then it, if it lasts for weeks, a month, then I'm like, oh, I should tell him something, because honestly, baby, I I want you to have a great relationship with Christ. Um, I know you're saved, but sometimes people can can know Christ and still live in 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 loss yeah. in in being a non-victorious life because you're not with the holy spirit. Yeah. So I know you're saved but the thing is is that because we're married everything that you do now affects me. Mm. Whether it's your credit or your spending or your job it affects us now. You're it's not just you alone so I wish I didn't have to worry about your spiritual life. I could just say, pues como tú quieras, vete al infierno si quieres, but that, <laughs> it sounds so much, but it affects me now. Right. It affects my kids now. Right. So I, I want you to be at your best, yes, but then also I have to let you know because we run this home together. So I start praying for you, honestly, and I'm, I, I don't do this right, okay? This is when I'm at my peak. This is when I'm doing great. I uh, I pray for you. I'm like, all right, God, enamor him. Um, speak to him today. You know, just show him that you're there. God, you know, be a great father to him and may he notice. So, you know, those are my prayers. And then when that doesn't work, when I'm at my peak, when I'm great and say something happens here and I know it's like, okay, yeah, you messed up, but he wouldn't blow up this big over the car being dirty like, Mm, it has to be more than that i'll stay quiet and be like holy spirit please tell him if yeah. you tell him then i don't have to tell him but if i know you're not listening um then uh the word tells me again this is when i'm like here which is very rare the way it's supposed to happen is in peter um right before that quiet and meek spirit which oh, you know how hard that is for me to do like peter like gosh well, it's even the Holy Spirit. The woman is supposed to have a quiet and meek spirit. And and meekness, I love meekness. One day I'm going to do a video on it, is having power but not using it. Using your power the correct way so that it benefits someone else. And, and it's a great quality that Jesus showed on the cross. But, but you have to use that because as women, you do have power. You have power in your voice. You have power in your body. You have power in your intelligence. We are very powerful in our home. We We change the atmosphere in our home and how do you use that do you use it to break down your man or do you use it to uplift your man anyway so that's what peter says right before that verse is when a man has strayed away from god his his wife's actions can bring him back and i'm paraphrasing but it should be my actions that bring you back wow. even before i speak like you said because when I've really messed up is when I skip all that, when I skip the praying, when I skip asking the Holy Spirit, when I skip the good actions and I go straight into, homie, you haven't read your word. Homie, you're fake. Like, and that, and he only gets further away and now we're both messed up. Um, but according to Peter, according to God, my actions 
should lead you back. And that's really hard to do and it's a big responsibility. And, and I don't know if I get it right because I try. I'm on that thing. This is my new thing of like, Rosie, just be quiet. Talk less. And thank you to Don from Oasis Church for letting me know. Just talk less. He don't want you to be his mama. If you tell him, he's going to do the opposite. He doesn't want to feel like you're bossing him around or that he's a less Christian than you are. So stay quiet and do. And when he's not around, pray over him. Pray, you know, a psalm over him, Psalm 1. Pray Corinthians 13 over yourself and over him. Rosie is patient. Rosie is kind. Abel is patient. Abel is kind. Um, Psalm 1 is Abel does not sit at the table of evildoers. Rosie does not sit at the table of evildoers. That's, those are the words that I should be saying. And you're not even there. So that's what Don told me to do. I'm trying to do that. Um, and just let my actions of like, and not even actions towards him, because in between that, I'll, I'll cook a good dinner for him. But if we're not good, that can get a little difficult. Right. I, I don't know if we're not good, if we'll have sex. I don't know if I'll cook you your steak. I want to, but I don't, I, I fail. So I don't know if I will. But I think the actions are more like, show the joy that you have by being close to God. Yeah. Show the patience that you have by being wow, close to God. Good. Show the, the, the good things that happen in your life when you're close to God. So that's where I am now. And hopefully you notice. And that's Definitely. all I can do. That, that's so good. I think that in life, you go through these seasons where you have your ups and downs. And if your partner is going through those down right now, that down, down, down right now, the best way is to show them through your actions of the way that you are with Christ right now, the way you feel towards Christ right now, the way that God is moving with you through your patience, through whatever it is that you're seeing that they're not doing anymore for you to do that towards them, to show them Christ's love, to show them that he he's there and stuff like that. And I really think that your man or your spouse, or your girl can really get back to it. I, I think that's definitely yes. possible because there's, these are seasons. And you know what? Don't judge because you don't know when you'll be there. Yeah. The Galatians five says, when your brother falls, pray for him Yeah. because you don't know the moment that you'll be in that same situation. So and that's true because I've been, I've been quick to judge my husband because I feel fear or the pressure or whatever, because the, the better, the closer he is to Christ, the better husband he is, the better father he is, the, the, just the better family we have, the closer I am to Christ, then of course the better mom I am, the better wife I am. So I'm, I'm quick to judge him and I shouldn't. And I should just pray for him because you know what, girl, you might be there next week. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen in your life. You don't know anything your schedule could change and you can get off of your word and then you don't have those 20 minutes to listen to a sermon and and if your schedule changes and you stop your intimate time with god you can be falling off three months later so we we can't judge no matter how long you've been a christian or how close you are to him now we're all susceptible it's not that 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 jesus is fragile because he's so strong it's oh i'm sorry we don't have their earphones on. What if it... It is. But it. what if I move it and it starts... Singing? Oh, yeah. Um, it's fine. We're already finished, pretty much. Okay. It's not that Jesus is fragile. It's not that Jesus is fragile. He's strong. It's that re- all relationships are fragile, even the one with God. If you stop communicating, 
you can be disconnected. Yeah. Um, so that's my advice. I can't, I have not done it well. I can't even. I'm just studying it so that hopefully I do it well. And hopefully I never get disconnected from God. But do unto others as you would want them to do to you. And if I ever fall, hopefully Abel will be there for me. Amen. That's so good, babe. I really think that, number one, pray for them. Mm. Number two is love them through it. This is one of those things where you just got to kind of love them through it because you can't do it for them. It's them that really has to find God. It's them that really has to get back to that place with Jesus again. And number three, you just got to keep trying because I don't think there's a correct or a wrong way to do it. It's such a weird scenario because they can, one, be accepting or two, just be like so like empathetic without without any empathy whatsoever and be like, no, I don't want it. I'm just going to reject you, reject you, reject you. And if you act Christian, I'm going to reject you. But it's a season in your life. And, yeah. and God can get you guys through it. You just keep praying, keep showing them the love of Jesus Christ yeah. and let them know that, that Christ loves them. And Exactly. Is with them. I mean, uh, I ignored my mom for 11 years and she still did it. And eventually I came around and now I thank her for it. So, yeah, yeah just keep doing good. That's all you can do. Don't. It, it's You don't even have to talk to them about Jesus if you just show them Jesus. And I really hate that cliche of you're the only Bible people will read. But in this case, it kind of, it is if he or she isn't reading the word. So the thing is, is don't give up. Just don't. Just don't. Christ is going to come through because he wants it more than you. As much as you want your husband to be saved, he wants it more. And the Holy Spirit is working. And just pray, Holy Spirit, lead him to Jesus. Holy Spirit, lead him to Jesus. That's in the Bible too. Um, when you have someone that isn't saved or is lost, pray, Holy Spirit, lead them to Jesus, and he will. And it won't look the way you think. So, you know, if if he starts going through some things, be there with him, because that might be what he uses, what the Holy Spirit uses to draw him to Jesus. Amen. This is The Power of Us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Hola, my name is Enrique Santos, presentador de Tu Mañana y On The Move. Quiero invitarte a escuchar mi nuevo podcast, Hola, My Name Is, donde hablo con artistas, líderes de nuestra comunidad y personas como tú. Mi meta es que juntos conozcamos más sobre los triunfos y las derrotas de mis invitados y que a través de sus historias nos empoderen y nos motiven a superarnos. Lanzamos el show con Jay Balvin. He's awesome. Un artista colombiano que ha revolucionado la música latina y que sigue superando récords mundiales. Él nos cuenta abiertamente sobre sus inicios, el secreto de su éxito y los aprendizajes que lo ayudan a preservar su autenticidad. A partir de este martes, 7 de abril, podrás acompañarme todas las semanas a conocer más a fondo a un invitado especial. Puedes encontrar mi podcast en la aplicación digital de iHeartRadio, la descargas gratis o en donde prefieras escuchar tus podcasts. Hola, my name is The Podcast a partir de este 7 de abril.